straight bout it I'm not pouting Break through walls and climb it mountains If you want it, scream it loud What's up superstars? Welcome to the Braintainment Podcast. Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself, your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills, or to just feel better, or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put it on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy. And be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. We'd love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Gang, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Brain Tamen Podcast. Today, I am joined by my homie, professional surfer, all-round legend, really, and the founder of the Good Human Factory, which, if you're not already aware, is a fantastic community to podcast and series of workshops to help people improve their mental health. And that's largely what I want to unpack today with you, Coops, is a conversation around mental health. I know it's something really important to both of us, and I'm sure the vast majority of people that are tuning in. So firstly, mate, welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's always nice to share my journey and my experience and get to yeah unlock a couple new conversations with good friends. 100%, mate. I really like your take on things. I like your approach. Yeah, pretty relatable sort of dude, culturally, culturally relevant, which is saying that you know, I think it's a big opportunity to kind of reach people at Olympic level, you know, through culture and, and through being really relatable. I think that's something you do really well. So, mate, I'm pumped to unpack it. We connected a little while ago on Instagram live chat and, you know, had a rip of conversation. So it's cool to be able to, you know, dive in a, a little bit further, I suppose. Um, but I guess to set the context, from your point of view, mate, what are we talking about when we're discussing mental health? Why is it I guess a conversation that's worth, you know, continually exploring. Great question. I think mental health is definitely becoming a lot more talked about. It's obviously pretty hot topic, but I think what, where I look at it is we're talking about mental health from the aspect of a negative generally. And it's very hard to flip that. So often when we talk about mental health, it's, spotting the signs of anxiety, the stats with depression, the stats with suicide, that is almost in my mind, what the large majority of the community thinks as as mental health as, or as self-care. Whereas the way that I'm reshaping my mind and my angle for my business is that one in five of us will have a mental illness, but five in five of us have mental health. And that's why I think it's an important conversation. No different to, other parts of our health, whether it be nutrition, sleep, all these other exercise, all these other aspects when it comes to physical health that have a really important, uh, I think, what's the word, have a very important um, part in everybody's life in the community. But then when it comes to mental health, it's almost looked at as a negative thing. So I'm just trying to be a young professional athlete who's not just bringing light and advocating for mental health but hopefully changing the way we think about it because that's where i feel like we're going to actually make a big difference is reshaping the way that every single person in the world realizes that hey i have mental health and it's something that i need to take care of so that's kind of where 
it happened where I'm kind of positioned right now and why I think it's important because it wasn't something that I was communicated very well when I was younger and it was something that I needed to discover myself. But I think if I can be a bit of a lighthouse figure for not only younger generations, but my peers and the broader community, then I can potentially yeah have a big impact and hopefully have a positive impact on a lot of people's lives. Yeah, bro. I love that so much. You know, there's a lot to unpack there. And it's interesting. What, what, what comes up for me, just to kind of digress a little bit, is, um, you know, I, mean, I went through my own sort of journey, I suppose, struggle with depression, anxiety, it's a whole backstory. And I remember at that time, just like the idea of just coming back to just a neutral place was obviously kind of step one. And that's, you know, a big part of it, trying to alleviate some of those those illnesses that come about for people. Um, and I was certainly in the thick of it at one point in my life. Um but I like what you kind of touched on there, this idea of like, hey, it's not it's not entirely about that. It's also like, how can we boost this level of health, I guess, from a psychology point of view? For me, in that, at that moment in time, it became like something that was really powerful was when I was able to connect to like, hey, my goal is not just to get back to neutral. Like, there's nothing exciting about that. Of course, that's kind of, like I said before, step one. But it's like, hey, how can I, how can I actually create a life where I genuinely feel joyful you know grateful um excited for life and all of a sudden like that goal became a bit more like yeah i still got work to do but it's like fuck like if i can actually experience that even if it's not every day but every other day actually wake up with like genuine gratefulness or genuine you know play childlike playfulness or whatever it is then it was kind of like all right this is really cool that's kind of that like that next part or that next chapter to grow into is that is that kind of what you're alluding to there because i find that really intoxicating and, and, and almost motivating um to move towards and i did a uh, questionnaire yesterday on my instagram majority of people will say they want to have better mental health and wish their mental health was better but then you ask them what they're doing about it and generally they say not much or they're doing a bare minimum like you said, to get to neutral. Whereas I feel like if we can encourage people to adapt and adopt that growth mindset and understand that I could have better mental health, doesn't matter how good you have, you can always be better. And if we can all be striving to continually learn, to continually grow, that's where we can really make a difference. And I, like you said, I feel like a lot of people are trying to get to neutral, but aren't trying to live a happy life. They're trying to get to a point where they're not sad. Whereas I feel like there is so many great resources and skills out there that people can tap into, yet they're not willing to put their hand up to ask, not to ask for help, but to mm. to look for that growth and to look for that development. So that's what, yeah, like I said before, what I'm really trying to do is to come at it from a relatable young professional athlete point of view and hopefully inspire people to take some action and be like, hey, like, this is actually cool to take care of your mental health. Hey, meditation isn't something that you do in the hills of India. Meditation is something that you do just because it's a way to sit still with your thoughts and to unlock how you're feeling. And yeah, I, I just think culturally when we can start to look at mental health, no different to health, then we can start to, yeah, really have a bit of change happen. So what, let's go deeper on that. Why do you think people don't take those steps, take those actions? So you mentioned like the contrast of people that like, Hey, yeah, like I've, I want better mental health. I want to feel better emotionally, psychologically, everything in between. But then, you know, there's this big chasm between the folks that want that. And those that I guess are actively doing something about it, man. Think, like, why do you reckon that is? 
What's going on? Mo- What's stopping I mean, people? I, I think there's multiple reasons. For one, people don't like change. Change is scary. Mm. Change is confronting. Like meditation is tough the first time you do it. Meditation is tough the first 20 times you do it. People try things and it doesn't fix and work straight away and they give up on it way too quick. We've been, society as a society, everything can be fixed like that. You go and see a psychologist and like it's crazy. Australia is the second most prescribed any depression, anxiety to medication in the globe per capita. Like it, it baffles me that stat. But so I think there's multiple reasons. For one, I think we have a medical system problem like that we're prescribing any anxiety, any depression medication at the rate that we are is, I think, ludicrous compared to actually offering people, hey, we're going to get you on this four to six week plan of trying meditation every day, of trying this every day, avoiding going down the pharmaceutical route. But it's very tough when the doctors are all getting funded by pharmaceutical industry. So it's, that's one. So it comes back to the people taking responsibility, like us as a population to take responsibility on how we're feeling and go, Hey, I'm going to try and use some of these methods that have been scientifically proven and around for a long time. But I think it comes back to where for one, as a culture, we're lazy. We want it to be fixed quickly. Yeah. And for two, a lot of these self-care category things that you'd put it in, whether it be gratitude, gratitude, meditation, mindfulness, empathy, all these different things generally take time to develop and people are finding it, I think hard to continue to do that and we need accountability. And that's where a few of the activations I'm doing now are definitely starting to get a bit of um, life and a bit of encouraging feedback because yeah, there's no perfect answer and we're all Mm. just trying to look for that way to encourage and inspire as many people as possible. But yeah, yeah, I think there's there's multiple reasons. Do you think that people to some extent, I'm not, and this is just saying that comes to my mind, um even to an extent from personal experience a little bit and just from conversations with people do you think like some folks just have almost forgotten how to be happy or have given up on that being a possibility for them so it's like yeah i want better mental health and then you come along i think i saw in your story today i was like hey hypothetical world play along with me guys if i have a pill for you that solves all these problems creates you know uh, yeah. elicits a level of creativity all these great things you know you're going to take it and then it's like well how many people are actually going out going to explore these modalities which we'll get more into in a moment Mm. um and there's like this big gap of people who actually do it's like i i think and this is just like a guess really that people have just fucking forgotten how like that that is a possibility to genuinely feel better more often than not and it's like this identity piece where it's like you mentioned change i wonder how much of it is folks just getting stuck with like I will choose what's familiar over what's best. Well, it's human nature. I mean, we get, we, you kind of get not sold this lie, but we think our goal in life is to be happy, but our um, nature based on fucking thousands and thousands of years of human development is security and safety. So if we're in somewhere that we know what the outcome is generally going to be, even if it's been unhappy, people like to stick to that because they know what's how they're going to feel whereas it generally can be quite scary and fearful going into that realm of hey this is uncomfortable to try these things because it's new to me but hey it might make me feel better people a lot of the time go with comfortable over that so it's just Mm. yeah continuing to try and inspire people to be like hey you don't realize your potential you don't realize how much 
greatness yeah. areas out there. You just have to be willing to go and take some risks, make mistakes, loot, like, you know what I mean? Have some negative opinions about you because you've tried something that doesn't align with what your friends have seen you do forever. Like that's, mm. it comes with, it, like there's no courage without vulnerability. Yeah. I think I got that around the right way. Yeah. yeah mate, mate, I agree. <laughs> I agree aggressively. I know we bonded in the past over that commonality of like exploring vulnerability and using this as a strength and just almost like being able to shed the ego enough to be able to just connect to ourselves as like abstract as that sounds to, to, so that you can identify like, fuck, I'm, this is what's missing. Oh, I am actually feeling a bit scared or flat or, or anxious. A lot of people have, you know, real dysregulation with their nervous system. And so that's where these, you know, modalities that we'll, that we'll dive into now, I think are really worth exploring, particularly, you know, we'll talk about, we're talking off air just then about your know, lockdowns and the ambiguity of it. And obviously it's just a level of stress that comes with that for so many people. What is it bloody nearly half Australia at the moment as, as of recording this in lockdown from, from your experience, what are some of those, I guess, best practices for people to consider, you know, uh, particularly while in a time like we're in right now that can actually start having those positive benefits that we want. Is it meditation? Is it like, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, definitely I'll I'll start with meditation. The positive benefits of meditation are ludicrous. Like there's so many things that come with meditation that are powerful. Um, uh, It's just like, it's so hard to put into like one like little thing what you should be doing but like meditation like gives you like new perspectives on situations builds and helps you manage your stress increases self-awareness helps you focus on the present reduces negative emotions increases imagination increases patience Mm. these are all things that are scientifically proven now by thousands of data studies and yeah like i asked my audience yesterday who feels stressed out at some stage most days and I think it was like 85% of people said yes. And then there's this free exercise that we can all do every day to help alleviate stress. Yet I reckon if I ask my audience how many people meditate daily, it'd probably be about 5%, maybe 10%. So it's like mm. this mismatch of stress to meditation is really apparent. But I mean, multiple things. Meditation is a massive one, something that if you don't, or if you haven't tried it, it's definitely worth trying, even if it's bringing it in once a week, just trying to like, and Mm. this is, I think a big problem with mental health is not enough of us. We distract ourselves and we get busy and we create obstacles so that we don't actually give ourselves the opportunity to sit with our feelings and understand how we feel until our bucket or the metaphor that I use until our bucket fills up. And then we're like, oh, shit, we don't know what to do. So we pour it out and that's asking for help. Whereas we need to be constantly emptying our bucket with holes in our bucket with things like meditation for the, it should be the number one thing for everyone because it sits, you sit still with your thoughts and your feelings and you can understand and regulate where you're at. Mm. Um, And too many of us don't check in with ourselves until it's too late. And that's when you go straight to Lifeline or um, to your GP which is great. There's so many good resources here in Australia, but I just feel like we're not educating enough young people and old people with different skills that don't require pharmaceutical help or doctor help or psychologist help. There's a lot of things that you can do yourself if you're willing to practice them. And those things, uh, meditation, gratitude is another huge one that I've really started to just write down three things I'm grateful for every day at night. And it's a really powerful way for me to reflect on each day and go, oh yeah, that was, 
there's a few good things happen today. Like these little things, these little mindset shifts that although it seems small, if you do it every day, you end up with nine, like, you know what I mean? If you say, write down three things every day that you're grateful for, at the end of the year, you're written down a thousand and fifty different things that you're grateful for that year. Like it's mm. pretty cool to be able to look back and reflect on all these things that happen to us every day that are good rather than focusing on the negative. Cause there's always going to be negative stuff that happens in our life, but yeah, but meditation and gratitude are my two big ones. Breath work. I've started to get into lately. Absolutely loving that. It's um, Me too. a really powerful thing. Um, just on the gratitude piece, mate, I think it's the thing I want to just highlight for folks tuning in is like, I think it can be extremely profound, but it's not always right. So there's times where in the morning I'll add it into my journaling practice and I'll reflect on my gratitude um, journal, you know, I'll identify a few things. And sometimes it's, it feels more of like a cognitive exercise. It feels more like I'm just keeping the habit alive, which is fine. But then every so often, and I must say, mate, I think it was the other day, you put something up on socials. And I saw a couple other people did as well. It was really just a cue for me on a day where I was quite stressed and, you know, had a bit going on. And my mind was just scattered. Uh, it was just a little reminder to check in and go, fuck, all right, what am I grateful for? And I, and I just and I just entertained that thought. And, dude, I lit, my whole neurochemistry just shifted. I was like, motherfucker, like, I feel wonderful right now. And 10 seconds earlier... I felt deplorable. Now, mm. that that's not going to happen every single day, but it's an example of like a little practice, like you're saying, can at times have just like a ginormous difference on how we feel. Oh, massively. And something that I've unlocked and recently started working on with my psychologist is gratitude's a feeling, not a thought. So Oof. often when we sit there, we think about the things that we're grateful for and it's very um, up in yep. your head. But then when you actually try and go a bit deeper and like sit there and feel it in your heart and go, oh, like I'm great. Like gratitude. Yeah. The more that you can unlock the feeling rather than a thought that adds an extra depth and an extra layer to it. And the more I've been really trying to instead of just sit there and go, all right, what am I grateful for? Bang, write it down, write it down. Doesn't do that much. When you sit there before you write anything, think about what you're grateful for and then try and really feel it and go, Oh, that is really cool. And it's a really powerful thing. You can feel it through your whole body when you try and change it from a thought to a feeling. So that's a good little, good little one to take on board. That's a huge takeaway. Mm. And I just, it feels right. Like it makes sense if you can embody that feeling. And I suppose, you know, we don't have to geek out too much, but I would imagine on like a very physiological level, you're almost training your nervous system to become more familiar with that feeling of being grateful. Exactly. And then, and like, I mean, depends how spiritual you want to go, but then yeah. like, when you're grateful for stuff, the universe will give you more good stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, it just, it depends how spiritual you want to go. I wouldn't call myself a spiritual person, but I do believe like if I'm taking notice of the great things that the world's giving me every day, then more great things are going to continue to happen, or I'm at least going to notice them more often. So you're going to continue to build that habit. And it is, that's what it is. It's a, it's a value. It's a skill gratitude. It's not something that comes straight away. And that's like we touched mm. on before is a very, is the reason why a lot of people start and don't carry on with this sort of thing. And I'm going to be completely honest. I've been a sucker for it myself until I've had this 1% group, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, which is really helping me a lot with it. Yeah, for sure. That, that level of accountability and check-in and just, I mentioned before, just that little example of seeing you and a couple others on socials uh, as like that cue, just like, all right, okay, a little reminder, 
to then dive back in makes um does make a big difference. So let's look at that. The one percent uh, good humans. You have to tell me a bit more about it, but I've seen that's that's been something that you've been boosting. Tell us what that's about uh, and how yeah. people may get involved if there's an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to add you into it. So it started with the group that how we met actually through um, well not started, but we did a mentor twelve week mentorship course and. I learned in that course that we're 95% more likely to carry on with something if we have an accountability group, which to me was quite fascinating and made a lot of sense because when you, it is good to have the self-discipline, but no matter who you are, obviously this data and the science shows you're more likely with an accountability group. And I just kind of had a bit of self-reflection one day when I was meditating, it was like 48 days ago now. And I was like multiple reasons. One, I was like the good human factory has a lot of supporters, but I want to build a community of people rather than just people who like what I'm doing and what it stands for. I want to build a community of people who are part of something and then they'll support it because they love it just based on my being a bit of a small business entrepreneur, blameless, mm. whatever, but being like that, you do hear quite a lot. It's important to build a community. So I was like, okay, let's elaborate on that idea. And then I was like 95. And then I was like, to be honest, I need the accountability. I need a group of people that not relying on me but i need to create my own group so that i practice gratitude and meditation every day so then where the one percent club came about i was like it's it's very hard to encourage people to do something daily for their mental health but i was like surely if i can work out a bit of a word hack or like a bit of a confronting little thing for people to go oh that actually isn't that much so I broke down that 1% of our day is 14 minutes. And I like to think that we can all dedicate 1% of our day to our mental health. It doesn't, when you put it as 1%, you go, well, that's not that much of my day. My mental health should matter for at least 1% of my day. Mm. So I elaborated and I was like, all right, what can I break 14 minutes? And I was like, 10 minute meditation is a great, easy, clean number. And then four minutes of gratitude, whether it take me four or two or 10 minutes some days. So I broke it down into 14 minutes a day. I'll dedicate to my mental health. Very easy in for people who want to dedicate just 1% of their day, which is fine. Like I definitely spend a bit more time on different things like breathing and journaling and reading. But for your entry level, I was like 1% so easy. So I'll create these accountability groups on Instagram. So I put it out to my followers and within, I think, 24 hours, I had four on Instagram. You can only be 32 people in a group. So I had four groups of 30 going in the first um I think I had three in the first day and then um, the week and like a week later I had four groups going and now I've got five groups going. So I'm at about 150 members and I just did a bit of a push the last 24 hours and probably have another 30 members I'm about to add. So what I do in the group every morning, I post a um, 30 minute, I mean a 10 minute guided meditation just from YouTube, super simple. They can everyone in the groups. So in, in each group, there's five groups of 30 now. I just send, good morning, guys. Here's a 10 minute meditation for you to try. When you finished it, comment meditation done. So now I've got like, yeah, 150 people, probably about half of them are doing it daily. Mm. So I've got about 70 people every day, right? Meditation done. And it's just that little encouragement because I needed it. Now I know I have to do it every day just to give it to the other people. And then at night, I can't, I, write a little um, Instagram story with three things that I'm grateful for that went well in my day. And then I share that story to my five groups and then they all write three things they're grateful for just in the group chat. And it's been fascinating watching it because now I'm at day 50 
So it's definitely started to be a habit. And there's, yeah, there's a good like 60 to 80 people that are doing it every single day. And what I've noticed so now, which is the most awesome thing is because I literally just add people in as soon as they ask to either the Good Humor Factory's Instagram or my own. And if they say, hey, can I join? I just add them in is that there's people from all around the world, from all different walks of life. There's no like groups of friends coming in together. It's individuals, but they're creating these little 30 person communities where every day they see three things that somebody from Virginia beach in America is grateful for. And then if somebody's having a hard day and they say, it's been a pretty tough day, I found out my mom has cancer, but the three things I'm grateful for are this. And then you'll have 15 people, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. Sending thoughts and prayers. Like, we're here for you. Like this community of people is being created of like support for one, but for two accountability for gratitude and but for three and accountability for meditation. So it's this whole mm. ecosystem's beginning. And like, my goal is to grow it to yeah, a thousand members and have a thousand people each day dedicating 1% of their life. And I mean, I can't, the sky's the limit with it really. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just been a great thing for myself to become accountable, but a great way to watch a community of people build around um, self-development. And yeah, I just like kind of had a few ideas recently. So now I'm about to, um, once a month, I'm going to organize a free self-development one-hour session in all different categories. So this week I've got our friend Rory, who was in our mentorship group, who I became friends with. He's doing a free breathwork session. I think I've had 50 of the... 150 members sign up for a breathwork. So I'm going to continue to offer all these different little ideas. So like next month I might do a nutrition expert next month. I might do a meditation expert. The me So like continue to just offer value to people mm. um, because yeah, that's what I want to do with the good humor factory is offer resources and value, but not in a way that it's coaching. It's more so give people the resource and encourage them to do it themselves because yeah, it's, it's about encouraging people to, build and develop those habits themselves because i don't want to just be like hey i'm here for you for four weeks and then disappear mm. it's hey i'm going to give you something every day but then you can leave this group and it's something that you want to develop so that's super cool um, dude it, it, yeah it's been a cool journey and i'm excited to see where it can grow and and um, continue to develop a community around it well you and i both know and you kind of alluded to it there coops like the power of community right like you said the accountability the support goes a long way particularly at a time like right now um you know isolation is just at an all-time high people feeling disconnected loneliness you know we talk about the epidemic of loneliness so it's just that powerful tool of being able to connect with people and just feel like you're part of something i think is really powerful and i love that you spoke about um being a habit but then also actually doing something so it's not primarily about coaching it's simply the resourcefulness and i think that's really powerful for people you know i have a lot of people that reach out to me where it's off the back of an episode that i do on the show or just some stuff that i might put out on, on socials um or just in throughout conversations uh, with people i have around the personal growth space it's like what about this what about that and it can get very um like cognitively stimulating and you can learn things logically which is great like you have to start somewhere but it's almost completely void and useless until it's applied. Like you need to physically do something. You need, whether it is meditate, journal, breath work, like you need, we as humans need to do, we can't just have a logical awareness of something. And so if we're able to take an idea, something from our head, something logical and put it into our body and do an experience, that's where I've found the biggest benefits. I know a lot of people I talk to say the same thing. 
So super cool that you've got this like camaraderie in this community that encourages people to to do the work, right? And to enjoy it and to feel supported throughout. Yeah. And like I said, the, the coolest thing is every night, like it's really dope. My mom's in, my mom and my sister are in one of the groups and like some of the groups, when you get a day where people are, you kind of see when it snowballs, when one group has like one person writes and another one does another and it gets going. And then sometimes only one person will write in a group and everyone else will forget for the day, but then come back and notice and have that self-awareness. So it's just giving people an easy little platform. Like we're all on fucking social media. Why not have one of the group, one of the messages you get every day, be something super positive that goes, Oh yeah, I'm going to write three things I'm grateful for to these 30 complete strangers. And I'm going to read what it makes my day reading other people like reading how simple some people's gratitude is like, I'm grateful mm. This morning for like hot cups of tea. I'm, I always get, I'm grateful for clean sheets. Like we can find anything to be grateful for. And being in this group, I'm guarantee you is giving all of the other people a good reflective ability to go, oh shit, look what other people are grateful for. Like it's, it's a powerful thing. I'll, I'll add you to a group after this. But yeah, anyone listening, yeah, right. send um the Good Human Factory uh, Instagram direct message saying, I want to join and I'll add you in because uh, yeah, I want to continue to build the community because the feedback and the testimonials I've had already just from, I mean, I'm 50 days in almost is, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty baffling. That's wicked, dude. I want to change lanes a little bit just before we finish up. Uh, I mentioned at the top, you're a professional surfer. You know, I see a lot of stuff that you put out. You're doing some cool shit out in the water. It just looks super fun. <laughs> but specifically, the reason I bring it up, mate, is what are your thoughts around, and I guess how it relates to our mental well-being and how we feel, our mental health. What are your thoughts around being outdoors and in nature and sort of, being active like what how important is that for you and do you think there's an opportunity for people that are made that maybe live a very sedentary lifestyle to get outdoors and connect with nature it doesn't necessarily have to be you know on fucking 10 foot waves but (laughs) what is there an opportunity there for people do you think to to improve how they feel and, and reconnect to nature in some capacity yeah i think it's so important i mean you use the phrase like disconnect to reconnect so often we're i mean I'm lucky. I go surfing a bit. I mean, I still wear an Apple watch where I surf, but like for myself, like I get to go out in the ocean and disconnect from my phone for a couple of hours a day. Whereas most people are gives generally, even if they go to the, yeah, well, even if they go to the gym, they've got their phone right next to them playing music. Like most people are so connected to their phone and to their technology that it is very hard to not have some moments without distraction. So, yeah, I think getting into nature is so, so powerful for whether it be grounding. I think wearing no shoes on grass and sand and being outdoors and not having shoes and connecting to nature. I mean, there's so much science behind inflammation coming from not having any connection to like the earth's vibration. I mean, fuck, I don't really want to go down that route right now. Mm. I, I, for someone who I wouldn't call myself spiritual, I'm just very observant of how I feel when certain things happen. Yeah. And I know for me, if I am outside and I've watched a lot of super informative videos about grounding and the power of oh, reduced inflammation, like so many things, like all diseases come from inflammation, really. So if mm. we can reduce inflammation, it's only going to have a positive effect on us. I mean, so many people it's crazy nowadays so many kids before they leave home to go to school or anywhere their parents put shoes on them when they get home they take their shoes off they're never actually touching the ground or the earth i get like you'd be blown away by how many people haven't put their feet on grass or dirt or something 
for months or years from whenever they leave the house, they put shoes on. Right. And you come, you know what I mean? So like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. crazy how ever like, I mean, I, I don't want to go too into it, but from my research, which don't quote me on, I think from when they like developed rubber sole shoes, like the spike in, I mean, obviously a whole lot of other factors from genetically modified food and blah, blah, blah. But like cancer went up so much dramatically once we had like rubber sole shoes because wow. people aren't connecting to the earth. People aren't connecting to the like power source that we're, you yeah. know what I mean? That we've like well, the sun and the earth are two, and the ocean are the three things that give us our energy and people aren't connecting with it at all, really. Yeah, I think the reason I bring it up and I'm, is, is, like, admittedly, I don't know enough of the science to speak super confidently, but it feels inherently right to do something like go walk on the fucking grass in your bare feet or go for a walk in, go for a hike in nature, go for a swim out in the ocean. Like, it feels good. Like, I, mm. I reckon most people will agree. It's, I guess the question then becomes, well, how do you then, how do you incorporate that into your day? People are busy. People got routines and, and responsibilities. Totally get it. Start small. Um, is there an opportunity yeah, to, to do something like that? And I reckon Small. we're all full of excuses at the end of the day. Like you definitely, I mean, sleep's super important, but I spoke to one of my guests recently on my podcast and he's like, I started waking up two hours earlier every single day. And if you wake up two hours earlier every day, whether it be to work on yourself, to go watch the sunrise before anyone else is up, have a coffee, read a book, meditate, do your hour of ex- self-care exercise. That means you've spent, um, if you'd spend two hours every day, that's a month extra productivity of life mm. that you get to put in. So like, it's just developing mm. habits and developing, um, oh, what's the word? Developing strategies to give yourself the opportunity to get outside. We're, I mean, we're all full of excuses. I'm full of excuses. It's when you start, stop blaming other things and make things happen rather than make excuses that you can really see the change. Well, my challenge to anyone tuning in right now is to do something you're not currently doing. Forget about doing absolutely everything. Don't have to do everything the main coops have covered here. And mate, you've, you shared really nicely on some really powerful tools for people, but my, um, my encouragement and my challenge for folks is do something. If you're not meditating, just trial it. If you're not doing any breath work trial, if you're indoors all day, every day, go outside today or tonight and bare feet do something we've touched on and do it for a week or so. And I'd love to get some feedback. Yeah. Try something different. And that's what I've learned. I've read probably 50 self-development books over the last five years and I've trial and error little things and a lot of them don't work for me. And that's what I've started to understand that, Hey, we're all different. Like what one genius said that a million people have copied his and feel good from it doesn't work for me. That's fine. But I have started to understand that there is something for everybody. There is little things that work for everybody, whether it be that there's 20 different types of meditation you can do, but one of them doesn't work. Try another one. Mm. Oh, that that one doesn't sit well with me. Try a mantra one, try a stillness one, try a guided one. Like there's a hundred different ways to do almost everything so it's just trying to find the one that works for you that makes you happy not get disheartened when something doesn't work and like you said just go and try something try a new experience be Mm. uncomfortable for a little bit like we need to be uncomfortable or when we do get put in an uncomfortable situation that we don't have control over we're not going to be able to perform we're not going to be able to un like get out of that situation because we're so not used to it we're so used to avoiding uncomfortable scenarios Mm. Mate, love it. 
we mentioned the podcast a little bit there. We spoke about the 1% Club, of course. Um, how can people, what's the easiest place to connect with you? I'll check um, on here. Yeah, my, my biggest or my easiest place is just social media, Cooper Chapman at um, on Instagram or the Good Human Factory on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out more about what the Good Human Factory is from my workshops that I've been running to gratitude cards to my ambassador program, the podcast, mental health tips, just kind of a whole resource um, when it comes to mental health, a little bit differently to most of the other organizations. I'm very lucky. I have a massive network from people like yourself to self-development coaches to amazing um, athlete friends who, yeah, are helping spread the message around mental health. So yeah, check out the website, thegoodhumanfactory.com. But yeah, any questions you have about anything I've spoken about today, definitely just reach out to me at Cooper Chapman on Instagram and we can um, have a chat because, yeah, I love getting to know other people's stories, getting to learn from other people and, yeah, hopefully getting to inspire a lot of people to make some positive, healthy choices in their life. Beautiful, mate. Well, appreciate you coming at the time. Look forward to connecting again real soon, my man. Too easy, bro. Thanks for having me. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support you guys are showing to this platform. If you got some value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, please do share it on your socials with friends and family. It really helps grow the channel uh, and the mission and everything we're trying to do here with Braintainment. So spread the love. I would be forever grateful. And of course, if you've got some real insights from this episode, hit me up, find me on social, shoot me a message. I'd love to engage and have a chat with you guys. So that's it for now. Until the next episode, thanks again.